I'm Jake Cornell. I'm a comedian in New York City, and for the past 10 years, I've been living and breathing the restaurant industry. This is a show where I'll be talking to comedians, actors, bartenders, chefs, and restaurant owners about all things going out. We'll talk about restaurants, bars, staying in, drinking, not drinking, and whatever else we want. This is Going Out with Jake Cornell. Jake Cornell, and I am back in the Vine Pair studio in New York City with my friend and co-producer host, <laughs> Katie Brown. Hello. Oh, it's so good to be back. I'm really glad. we. I literally just walked in. We started recording, so we haven't even like caught up. Like, no, not at all. Raw, raw, raw. This is raw, real. This is what people come for. Yeah. You think you know, but you have no idea. MTV Diary. Um, <laughs> how are you? I'm good. Wait, I need to hear everything about your trip. Okay. Yeah. It was amazing. How it, it's been since you came back, how many calamansis you've had, all of that. I've, I think, okay. So they, Sanzo sent me like an inordinate amount of Sanzos. Absolutely love them. They are my favorite people. I had to have a talk with Nate because I was like, Hey Nate, so I'm noticing that your consumption is really leaning calamansi heavy and you need <laughs> to sort of diversify because there are yuzus in the fridge. There are mangoes. We haven't put the lychee in the fridge yet, but they'll get there. And like, you're really leaning into the calamansi and you, those are my favorite. Yeah. And so now he's diversifying. The yuzu is to the point where I'm almost like, I think I like the yuzu as much as the calamansi. The yuzu and the calamansi are so good. The mango is good. The mango, I taste, have you drank the mango one? I don't think I've had that one. I, I really like the lychee one. Though. The lychee one is so good. The mango one to me, I'm like, I, I like read the ingredients and it doesn't say it's in it, but there's like a, it tastes like tea to me. Like there's like a tea component. Ooh. And I'm wondering if that's like a mango thing. I don't know. Do we it's like very, it or not? I like it. I like it. But it was like one of those things where like the first three cans I was drinking, I'm up to like about six Sanzos a day currently. Um, <laughs> I was like, I would, six you know, when you're like trying to figure out something, the taste is you're like, this isn't mango. Like, what does this taste like? What is, and I was like, oh, it's tea. It tastes like black tea to me in a good way. I'm liking it. But the, the, the calamansi and the yuzu are just top, top tier for me. They're unbelievable beverages. And what a nice thing to come back to. Oh, oh my God. It was truly, it was truly, truly joy on this earth. Um, <laughs> I'm loving, I'm loving it. And also not, it was a double gift. Like I came back to not only a hundred Sanzos in my home, mm-hmm. but the bodegas in my neighborhood are carrying it. No way. So like once I drink through the Sanzo, I will have access readily to Sanzo in my home. Okay. West Side Market, which is like right near, right, like literally like on my block yeah. and I go there all the time. They will try and sell you a Sanzo for two fifty, one single seltzer. It's tough. It's tough. That's really tough. I'm like, I'm still going to do it, but <laughs> I'm not happy about it. And that's why New York is collapsing is because we're like, well, I'll pay it, but I don't want to. <laughs> I'll pay it. But then like when rent's coming, I'm going to be like, ugh, I shouldn't have had so many Sanzos. You look at your recycling bin, you're like, that's $400 worth of beverages. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to lunch after this right near your place. Where are you going? I'm going to Yellow Rose. Wait, I'm going there for dinner tonight. Lol. Wait, shut the fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> I've never been. It's my favorite. I love I, it. Everyone it's one of my loves favorite it. restaurants. Everyone loves it. And so I was like, wait, I'm going to go for lunch after this. But I'm annoyed because like, it used to be like one of those little neighborhood places. And then it got, it started getting like written up. I'm not sure. Like and maybe the New York Times are like one of the big yeah. food places. And now it's impossible to go there for dinner on like at a good time. Am I going to be struggling for lunch right now? I don't no, think, I think I don't I'll be think fine. for lunch it's I don't And we're doing a late lunch. I think I'll be fine. For lunch it's fine, but is like Is it walk in only? 
Yes, so they don't I take hate, reservations anymore. I hate anymore. when the walk-in only place gets popular. I mean, good for them, but it's no. They so used annoying. to take reservations. Now they're walk-in only because it's so popular Damn. and it's small. Like it's a small restaurant. Um, so I've heard of the food is bomb. It's bomb, and the drinks are bomb. Yeah, I'm trying not to drink right now because right, right. I did drink sober September. <laughs> yeah, no. Sober September, it's not like a strict sober September, but it's like a pretty, it's a pretty, it's like, we're not really drinking. I'm not drinking today. Each week it's like, okay, it's not strict. Like, you know, it's getting less and less. <laughs> no, but the first four nights I was back, I was in bed by 10 o'clock, which is like not a thing I do. That's gorgeous. Um, but I needed it after the month I was away. Yeah, that's really fair. Yeah. If, like, yeah, it literally is like you're coming back from camp. You're like. See, this is the thing. Everyone all like Marsha kept saying that. And I was not a camp kid. Like everyone was like, this is like camp. And I was like, I was not a camp kid because I don't, my parents couldn't afford camp. And also I um, refused to poop outside of my own house until I was like 12. Um, Yeah, that's fair. As is your right. But like um, everyone was comparing it to camp and I don't really have that direct comparison, but I get it. Well, okay. I didn't do like, I didn't do like the sleepaway camp like thing that much. I did it one year and I really hated it, but I did the like really outdoorsy one where you like kind of what you're saying, like you had to poop outside and stuff. You had to like, oh, like shit in a like, hole, like backpacking shit. How old are you? <laughs> um, I did it for three years, like when I was like 14, 15, 16, maybe. I'm sorry. The people who sign up to like chaperone that, like, or be camp counselors on that, like, I'm like, oh, what's worse than living in the woods, shitting in a hole? Oh, having to watch 14 year olds while I do it? I would kill myself. Like, I can't believe these people sign up to do that. Yeah. It's, they should be getting paid $100,000 a day. They definitely don't. <laughs> <laughs> they absolutely don't. Um, I remember because, like, I, because, like, growing up in Vermont, like, I was constantly surrounded by people who, like, loved that shit, like, would absolutely do that for a summer. Like, they were, like, like the outdoors, and there was, like, something in their eyes when I like looked at them and I was like, we're different. Like there's something in you that I don't have. Like objectively, <laughs> like they'd be like, yeah, I just like, I'm going in the summer and I'm doing like, we're doing trail maintenance with like teens and that's it's what like, I, so excited. That's what I did. No, I know you did. And I was just like, there's something different. Like in <laughs> us. my brother did it. My little brother did it like a few years ago. Like, no, actually probably like a good number of years ago. Cause he was like 12 or 13. I think when he did it and I texted him when he got back. Cause I was at college, I think. And I was like, Hey, how'd the, uh, <laughs> I was like, hey, how'd the camp go? And he was like, it was really good. And then on the last week, we all got Giardia. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. That sounds absolutely correct. And he was like, and we all were really sick for a week. And I was like, this like this idea of like 14-year-olds trapped in the woods with Giardia. I was like, this sounds fucking terrible. Yeah. The thing is, like, I really liked it because, like, I love being outside and, like, we, we, we would be able to, no, like, totally. put, like, a tarp down and sleep under the stars and see, like, gorgeous stars every night. But the friend I went with is still, it's my current roommate, but, like, we've been friends since childhood. Uh-huh. And she absolutely hated it. But her, like, parents kind of made her go. Uh-huh. And... <laughs> She could never fall asleep. Like, I'm a really good sleeper. Yeah, you I have that personality. Yeah, I could sleep, like, wherever. Is she? Ha- what does that mean? I don't know. You just have the personality of someone who, like, I just know, like, 15 minutes into any car ride, you're dead asleep in the back of the car. Yep. Yeah, on the plane. Like, you're just, like, the, you're the girl who falls asleep. Like, I know this about you. I can sense it. Yeah, I have. It's to. not a bad thing. Like, the, a, the, a cool, it's, that girl always has a good personality. But, like, she just always, you're like, oh, Katie's out. Because she's well-rested. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but she had to, like, she packed, like, Benadryl <laughs> in case she got, like, allergic reactions. But then she started taking Benadryl 
cereal every single night to go to sleep. So bad. Because she's like, I cannot sleep on the ground like this. And I was like, Wait, PSA, because I, I'm like, the older I get, the more and more people I know that like think this is chill. Like, you can't just like take Benadryl every night to go to sleep. Like, my friend was doing that for every day for a year, and her doctors were like, that's actually so bad for you. Like, no, terrible. You can't be taking antihistamines to sleep every night. It's actually really bad for you. No, I'm just she turned, PSA. I mean, she was just doing it for like the couple weeks we were doing. No, no, that. no this is fine, and it sounds like she needed it. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> buy some Zequil or something. Is that not bad to take? Every no, day? actually, I think Zequil. I think I just saw a video on TikTok. That's why Zequil's top of mind. That Zequil is fully just like Benadryl dyed purple. <laughs> <laughs> and if you saw it on TikTok, but if you want a good sleep aid, you know what? Do you? No, because you're the sleep girl. You don't need a sleep aid, do you? No. no you I need help have. waking up. Yeah, right. We're opposites. Magnesium pills. Oh my god, unbelievable, unbelievable. Knocks mm. you the fuck out. Yeah, I'm gonna avoid that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things. I was talking to my friend about this. My, one of my best friends is a teacher, like an elementary school teacher. God bless. Yeah, and she works up in the Bronx, and um, so her commute is really long, and also yeah. her day starts early because she's a teacher. So we were talking about our sleep schedules and she was like, yeah, like I try to get my like six hours a night and like, totally. you know, like I have to wake up at five and I go to sleep at 11. And I was like, I also go to sleep at 11 and I wake up at nine. <laughs> and she was like, I actually want you to die. Like I, I, I want you dead. <laughs> You're sleeping 10 hours a night. At least I need at least my 10 hours. You can't just say my 10. That's so funny. I need my 10 hours. That is so crazy. When you, you don't set an alarm on the weekend, what time do you wake up? Um, God, who's to say? I do have to set an alarm for 11 or otherwise like I, I'll miss no the day. No shit. I'll miss the day. Yeah. I set an alarm for 11. So you're cusping on like sleeping disorder, I would say. That's like really crazy. <laughs> right? I guess. I don't know. I really like to sleep. Okay. I'm up. Like, I'm, let me tell you this. I'm up. I'm well rested. Then so I'm, am I. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're like, I'm just normal. I have my, like, what I, I don't think eight? you get to cite well rested if you're physically incapable of getting out of bed on your own without assistance. That's like, you have a problem. <laughs> without assistance. <laughs> What if I like had to hire someone? Like, well, it's also funny because like a lot of people get a dog and they're like, okay, the dog, like, you know, the dog wakes you up. They're hungry. All this stuff. Penny Lane is the opposite. She's like, we have to wake up. Like, fuck this. She, she wants would to starve to death all. before she woke up. hundred percent. We both would. We literally both would. It's terrible. I'm like, I think I'm giving her my like really bad, like eating and sleeping schedule or something. It's genetic. <laughs> From me to my dog. It's genetic. <laughs> Oh my God, that's just, do you sleep on planes? Like you're out on a plane, aren't you? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually like, oh. it's impressive how I'm able to contort my body to like be comfortable in a plane seat. I know it's the ever, this is the, th uh, it's so hard because this is why I got to fly first class both ways to the UK and it was literally incredible. Brag. But um, it was, I did not pay for it. I'll say that. But this, it, when you're not flying first class and you're on a long haul flight, it's the ever present debate for me of, do I do window? Not because I want to look out the window, but because then you have a wall to lean on to sleep. Always. But then if you need to pee, you have to crawl over someone. And that is anxiety inducing. They won't get up for you? 
No, but you have to talk to them and ask, and what if they're asleep? And like, yeah. also, me crawling over someone on an airplane and you crawling over someone on the airplane are <laughs> very, very physically different, different endeavors. Very different things. There's 130 pounds more of me that has to crawl over this person, get that ass through that crack. Like, that's like, it's a different thing. <laughs> it's really different. Yeah, you could fully get over someone without them knowing it happened. Yeah, I could just like monkey bars it. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> just like a capuchin going over someone, but no, I'm more <laughs> mighty Joe Young just trying to get to the fucking bathroom. <laughs> Wiggling away. <laughs> wiggling to the bathroom. <laughs> oh my God, not the wiggle. I can't, I had blocked it out. Please don't bring it up. I didn't get to like watch you walk from the elevator into the studio to like- I'm really like constantly, <laughs> when I tell you it's now constantly top of mind, I'm like, I'm walking down the street and I'm like, wait, am I wiggling? And I'm like, I don't even know what that means. Like what is like a wiggle? Like I just keep, this woman has, this drunk fucking woman on the street in She Hove, ruined your life. She has like fucking haunted my thoughts now for like a week. I hate her. <laughs> Wait, okay, can I say this about the UK? I will say this. Yes. Last time we talked, I had just, I was saying that I was going to stay in a nice hotel in London, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I Or was I in the hotel? No, I hadn't gone to the hotel yet last time we talked. No. I did the nice hotel in London. I would, oops, I, there, I'm the happiest I'll ever be in a hotel. Like a nice hotel. It's the happiest I can literally ever be. It's the nicest place in the world. Eating room service. I got room service. Well, this was the best fucking part of the whole thing, was I used my Amex points. To, this sounds like I'm like doing a paid ad, and I'm not going to name the hotel unless they pay me. You hear that? <laughs> I booked and the hotel. And will if you pay him. I will pay, I will, oh my God. If <laughs> this hotel, I love this hotel so much. Hotel, if you know that Jake Cornell stayed with you, that's my name, <laughs> reach out. I will be the face of your hotel line. I loved this hotel that much. I loved this hotel. I didn't know this. I booked it with my Amex because the whole thing was like, Fringe was the most expensive thing I've ever done in my life. Like it, it costs an infinite amount of money. You get paid, you make some of it back, but like you spend an ungodly amount of money to do Fringe. It's like so cost prohibitive and fucked up. I didn't know but, that. Oh my God, it's insane. So I was like, the last thing I should be doing with my like two days in the UK after doing this like insanely expensive month is go stay in like a luxury hotel. But I needed somewhere to stay in London. And I was like, I've, been sleeping in like a kind of shitty bed in Scotland for a month. It wasn't like that shitty. It was fine. But then like mm-hmm. I was staying on a friend's couch for two nights in Brighton. I was like, I really want to just like cap this off like a nice ass hotel. And I was like, I was like on hotel tonight. I'm like on hot wire. I'm like trying to find the deals. And then I was like, wait, because I got those flights to England, I didn't use my Amex points. So what, what, what can I, let me see what I can get with my Amex points. And I got this really nice hotel in London with all my Amex points. So it was like, it That's was like, dreamy. it was dreamy. So it was like a hundred, it was like 170, 180 bucks for the two nights in like a really nice hotel. And I was like that I can swing. Mm-hmm. And then I get there and I didn't even know this was going to be a thing. But when I check in, they're like, oh, because you book using your Amex points, you get a hundred dollars of free room service. So then like basically the whole thing was free. And I did like four meals, drinks. I could just, I was like, oh, I'm sorry. So I can just, oh my God. so I, it was literally, the, it was one of the greatest ones of my time. I was like, excuse me. And then he like apologized. He was like, unfortunately that does only translate to 85 pounds. And I was like, baby, we can make that work. Like the damage I could do. Oh my God. I ran through it. I ended up having to pay 13 pounds on top of it because I did like go over. But like, honestly, like I'm talking, like, I was like, I spent of the two days I was in London, I spent like, I'd say I spent six hours one day, just like in the bed, like on my phone, on my computer, watching TV, being like next room service order, like literally just like getting room service. Like it was heaven. I loved it so much. Like getting room service is truly luxurious. Yeah. If I could get COVID and be able to stay (laughs) in a hotel room and get all my meals delivered room service. Like I think that would actually be great. I would love that. Oh, a hundred (laughs) percent. You could get, I mean, this hotel was sick. Like I was like expecting like the first night, like I, I was like, oh, let me just get lunch because I'm hungry. I ordered chicken Caesar salad. This thing comes up. It's fucking gorgeous. I got a beer with it. (laughs) <laughs> full pint of draft beer, like fresh in the glass, foam still on the top of the glass. I was like, wow, they really did this. Like, it was incredible. That's heaven. It was 
then. Do you have like a go-to kind of like room service vibe? Like, oh, like if they have this thing, like for me, it's a grilled cheese. For some reason, if I'm like getting room service, I want a grilled cheese and French fries and I want it to come with like a fun beverage. So no, I really kind of diversified and did a lot of different things. It was just like, what was exciting to me in the moment? Okay. Um, like I was very into, I will say, because so much of the, I would say the, the thing I appreciated the most was because so much of my life in Scotland was like being so miserable about coffee, like so <laughs> miserable about coffee. But you were, you never talk about that. Wait, did we not talk about coffee on this podcast? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, I literally. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about cold for so much. Okay, you need to understand that I've been fucking bitching about coffee to every single person I've known <laughs> for the past five weeks. So I don't really know who I've talked to about it. You're like, wait, did we not talk? No, I truly didn't know. <gasps> And granted, they still didn't have fucking cold, really. They still didn't have ice drinks on the room service. But normally I had to, like, every day in Scotland, I had to get up and, like, walk down the street and go to Kate's or whatever and get my coffee. Mm -hmm. Here, to just roll over, get on my phone, because their room service is, like, through your phone, and just be like, latte, coconut milk, latte, extra shot. And then it was, like, brought up to my room, like, immediately. That was, like, truly heaven. Oh, my God. And I would get it with, like, a little breakfast. Like, they had a little, like, granola yogurt banana moment. When really. they When they had the pastry basket... Yeah, that and was really all something. the different varieties of pastries. Yeah, that was really something. That's what I like. Yeah, and then there was like a rooftop bar. This hotel was fucking sick. I loved every single second of it. It sounds so beautiful. So, what are you going to miss the most about being in Europe, and what are you most excited about for being back? I'm most excited to just be back in New York. So, like my friends, the places I like to go, not having to like worry about selling a show every single day, just being back in like the normal flow of life, and my cold brew. Um, those are the things I'm happy to have back. What do I miss? I mean, I miss like seeing like it was like, what do I miss about? I guess like what I miss about the festival is it was cool to like, there was just like an infinite amount of like amazing shows to see. That was really cool. And like meeting new comics and stuff and like hanging out with them was fun. Scotland itself. I will miss Kate's. Like I really loved that coffee shop and I coffee shop, bakery, whatever you want to call it. And like seeing Kate every day was really nice. And the city was so beautiful. Mm hmm. Um, and that's like pretty much it. I was, Edinburgh was great. I don't think I would ever want to live there full time. Yeah. It's like a little small and also for how bright it was all the time when I was there, which is amazing. I cannot imagine what it's like when it's dark. Like, cause it, I think it literally is like sun up at 1030, sun down at three. Like, I think it's like no joke. And that would kind of break me down. Yeah. Um, London, I fucking love though. Like I will say like, I'm kind of like, I do feel like I'm in generally pretty like New York or nowhere, but, um, I do think London is ha, has some things to offer for sure. Like I would consider it. I love London. I love London. Did you eat so well while you were there? I went out with my friend Michelle Collins, who is like one of the funniest. I would say like top, like just one of the funniest people that's ever like walked this earth. And she took me to Chaconis for like martinis and small plates and stuff. And it was like the like she just had took me out on like the best night out in London. We had so much fun. We did like martinis at Chaconis and like all these like delicious small plates. And then we went and saw this show at the Royal Albert Hall, which the theater was amazing, but the show was really bad. We left it intermission. Oh no. <laughs> and then we went to some other bar that I'm going to forget the name of, but it was like, a f it's like a famous French restaurant that's kind of in like central London that has like this bar called like Le American Bar, like next to it. That was like a really gorgeous cocktail bar. And we like went there. We just had like the best night. Um, and then, so that was like that night. The second night I just had two of my friends who are over there come over to the hotel and we did like the rooftop bar, which was very fun. Lovely. Oh my yeah. God, that sounds so nice. Um, okay, we should let you guys listen to this episode. Um, we had a, such a fun guest this week. We go deep on NYU and New York and 
you know, coming up in comedy and, you know, figuring out how to party on Long Island. She is so funny. You may know her, you may have seen her videos on TikTok under the name Long Island Dirt. Please enjoy me going out with Rose Kelso. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm so happy to have you on the show. Thank you for... Yeah. This is one of my favorite kinds of episodes because we've never met before. Yeah. And so I get to really just start square one and we'll work our way up. I know, this is exciting. Thank you for having me. Yes. <laughs> um, thank you for being here. So, Long Island Dirt. Yes. I'm assuming that means you are from Long Island. Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Gorgeous. So, I I've really enjoyed... What part of Long Island are you from? Stony Brook, North Shore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So I have friends, like one of my best friends from college is from Seacliff. And then we've had a few um, Long Islanders on the podcast overall. Mm -hmm. And I'm always very envious because this is a show going out. And whenever I talk to the Long Island guest, it just, it sounds like their high school experiences were fun. Like it felt <laughs> like going that's to high school. so true. Like going to high school in Long Island sounds really fun. It is. That's probably, that's like what you go to Long Island for. It's like, <laughs> just like if you're like, if you're like, <laughs> <laughs> if you're like living in Manhattan and you're like, I want my kid to rage in high school. Let's go yeah. like raise them on Long Island. Yeah, you got to raise them in like the fucking worst parts of Long Island too. <laughs> but it's so true. I love that. Like, like that's the unifying thing for all of the Long Island guests because that's probably the only good part about it. Like we had Carly Aquilino on and she was like, <laughs> at when I was 16, I was going to bars with a, a fake ID that said I was 28. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they're not checking it anyway. They're like, come in, kiddo. I know. Yeah. It was like, I went to, like I went out in Seacliff with Natalie once and I was like, we were at this bar that was like this weird dive bar and I was like is this also the chamber of commerce like there's like <laughs> all, like there's like community meetings happening like this is kind of wild yeah yeah no it's fucked up so did you like growing up on Long Island I did and I didn't it's a it's like a hellish place I mean that's kind of why I've made it into my whole like persona online yeah because it, it's trash for a reason like people hear Long Island and they cringe and it like totally makes sense why so it was great because when you're a kid especially the area I grew up in it's like so natural and you're riding your bike to school and then yeah, you're yeah, getting yeah. fucked up getting when you're too young. Up. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, it's like a heaven. But then at the same time, like the adults, uh, and this is, I think kind of a universal experience for Long Island people. Like you grow up around fucked up people. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. Like everyone's fucked. It's That's so, so weird. Interesting. It is interesting. Cause when you, when, it, when you think about Long Island, it's like, okay, it's like so close to New York. Mm -hmm. So there's like, it's so close to like a, I don't know. It's like, it's interesting. Cause like <laughs> I'm from, so I'm from Vermont. I'm from like the, like, oh like a rural, more rural part of Vermont. What, what's the town name? Um, well, I moved a couple times, like all within the same school district, but I guess like I'm usually saying I'm from Shrewsbury, but it's all these small towns that are South of like Rutland, which okay, if you know okay. like Rutland, which is yeah, yeah, yeah. the city that would be like nearest me city. It's literally still a small town, <laughs> but like. When I go back, it's funny because, like, when I go back to Rutland, it's, like, you still, like, it's, like, you see the same people. Mm -hmm. Oh, it was a tech. Did you hear that? Was it was that I my did. phone? It was so loud. <laughs> um, oh, my. <laughs> not me. I'm pulling my phone to your TikTok being open. <laughs> okay, honored. Pre, me doing pre-episode research. Okay. <laughs> no, but, like, <laughs> I'm also... Then my phone recently, I've been pulling it out a lot and it's like open and I'm like, what have I done? Oh no. Like who have oh, I no. pocket texted? Who have I pocket emailed? That's terrifying. Constantly living over here. No, but I was gonna say like when I go back to my hometown, it's like, 
there's so many people who have like been there forever and there's like a very like it's like entrenched culture of mm-hmm. like Rutland and like that area right. that is like very specific and I'm like it makes <clears> sense <throat> to me that it would be specific because it's like in the middle of fucking nowhere right. do you know what I mean <laughs> yes. and like there's there's socioeconomic reasons that like keep people there yeah it's interesting to me like somewhere like Long Island where it's like there is you can constantly go to the city you could get out a little bit more I think because mm-hmm. just like by proximity and yet you still have yeah the, yeah this <laughs> whole towny there. thing yeah yes yeah well I mean it's kind of like the proximity to the city for real Long Island diehards doesn't matter like you may as well be in Vermont or That's as so far away interesting yeah like you kind of like the city growing up was always like oh you would go there on a really special occasion to see like a Broadway show or Eminem. What are we looking at? (laughs) (laughs) What are we looking at for you to get from your hometown to the city? Like two hours? Yeah, it was two hours. Two hours. Okay. So it's not like, but pop right over. Like, yeah, no, it was like a day trip. For sure. That makes sense. Um, when did you start partying? (laughs) Partying? I mean, your friend from Seacliff had it a little different. I did not get a, a, the group that I grew up with and no one really had a fake. Like there were definitely kids who would go to, there was like a, oh my God, there was a weird fucking club called Silk <laughs> that like targeted 14 year olds. Oh my God. And they were like, come to this club. And it was in the middle of Long Island, which is like a fucked up part of Long Island. <laughs> but, uh, so that <laughs> like the part of Long Island that doesn't get beaches. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. No, like imagine no access to beaches. You're landlocked on Long Island. That's like the one good thing Long Island has is like water, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it's really bad. Um, so that wasn't really popular, but I guess we were like drinking when we were 14. Yeah. And like smoking weed and sneaking out. But yeah, that, so probably that young. And then did you start, when did you start like going out from just like partying with your teen friends to like actually going out to places? And where'd you go to college? Uh, NYU. Okay. So then so, you're in the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that a crazy transition going out like once you got to the city? Like, yes, that was really different. I mean, yeah. that, that was really, I mean, coming to the city when I was 18, that's kind of the first time I was going out to clubs and bars and learning yeah. things like that. You NYU know? is interesting because I feel like I talked to, I talked to different people that I know from like who went there just from like mm-hmm. being a comedian, which I feel like I'm like, does um, people are like, I went to NYU to be a doctor. I'm like, really? How is that possible? I know like 400 <laughs> comedians. Like I just don't understand <laughs> yeah, there's no way. how anyone t- studied science there. Yeah. But it just sounds like it's like a place where it's like, you can really have a lot of different experiences. Like I, I know people who are like, oh, freshman, sophomore year of NYU. I like didn't leave the dorms. I was very like, yeah. dorm. and then I feel like I hear people that was like, oh, freshman year. I was like the general manager of LeBain. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like that's so interesting. Like, that's I never, so true. That's really funny. You know, they're like, I was doing bottle service. I never went to class. I was like, like also stripper. Like, yeah. like okay, God bless. Like, oh fuck. Where did you land on that spectrum? I'd say, actually, I was gonna say somewhere in between, but I, I definitely think it was more freshman year. I was very in. And I'm a very extroverted person, but like coming to NYU, I- And you, when you mean in, you mean like staying in the dorm? Yeah, like staying in the dorm. I think it was really overwhelming for me. Like one thing- Yeah, I can't fucking imagine. It was, it was. where did you go to school? UVM you, in Burlington. Okay. Yeah, and that's such, that's a fun school. If you're straight. Yeah, <laughs> that's really true. Yeah. Yeah. But, mm, yeah. <laughs> rough. Yeah. I know, yeah, you have like- yeah. They would be like, let's go to the frats. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's so fucked. Um, Yeah, it's just like NYU, they like to flex a lot that they were like, oh, the city is your campus. But when you're like a (laughs) child, like 18, you're a child and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't want to imagine. Yeah, it was like really it felt like you were growing up really fast. So I was 
I was kind of inside my dorm just trying to get my grounding. And then sophomore year was when it was like, let's go, let's go. Yeah, totally. And where, what site, what sort of going out did you do in college in New York? Oh, there were so many bars like at the time, you know, two and two Hisei. Most Wait, of what? That's like two one two Hisei. Yeah. H I S A E. It's on a, Oh my God, it's on like 2nd and 9th Street. Okay. Most of the bars that you would go out to, I would say were like East Village. Right, right, right. First well, down, like, second yeah, I feel like there's those, there are those bars that get kind of written off as like the NYU bars, like the 13th Step. And yes. Like, um, Durden's. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah, I don't yeah. even think exists anymore. No, but I know what you're, it was here when I first, because I've, I've been here eight years. How old are you? Uh, 25. Okay, so. I to think about it. <laughs> when you were, when you were a freshman, that was like right when I moved here, because I moved here in 2014. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, so that tracks. Right. Yeah. That's, I truly can't imagine what it was like going, like, I guess it's funny because when I meet like New York, like people who went to college in New York, not just NYU, but like Barnard, any of the schools, mm-hmm. I feel like there's like two camps where like people went to NYU and then by the time they're like early twenties, they're like weirdly more ju- adjusted to the cities, the city than like the people who just moved here after college. Like I did. Right. Right. And then there's the ones who like, I feel like I met so many people who were like, I fucking hate this city. I need to get out. Like, right. I think like college completely soured them on it. Yes. Oh my God. That's so, most of the people I know from NYU moved to LA because they were like, I'm sick of this. That's so <laughs> funny. Yeah. yeah. I wonder what, I have no concept of what, I, but you at the end you were like, I love this. Uh, yeah. I love it. And also you can tell me if I'm wrong about this, but I feel like New York is still very much like, this is where you do comedy. Yeah, I, it's hard for me to say whether or not that's true because it's the only place I've done it. Like, oh, I've, okay, I'm, okay. like I've gone to LA to do shows. Like, I haven't, yeah. like, I moved to New York, like, fresh out of college to mm-hmm. come to here to do comedy, and I'm still here eight years later. So it's not like right. I can be like, but I feel like I will say, and if this offends anyone listening, I'm truly sorry. <laughs> I feel like I see a lot of people over the years who have. <laughs> this fucking <laughs> dog. Put it um, down. <laughs> 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 yeah, let's put that fucking dog down. No, it's cute. Um, Joking. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, I do feel like I know a lot of people who have been like, I remember like, I feel like there was this period, like a couple, like a year or two before the pandemic, mm-hmm. where I feel like there was a lot of people I had known because at that point in New York, I'd been here for like five years. I was starting to know a lot of people who had been like, they were hitting like the five year mark of doing comedy in New York. And they were like, right. you know what? I've maxed it out. I'm going to LA. And then they would go to LA and be like, oh, fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I yeah, think yeah. it's like, I do think that there's more stuff here and there's more spaces. Right. And I think, especially when you're trying to get started, it's like so much of it is like, the spontaneity of meeting people and stuff. And I think I hear from what I hear, LA doesn't really have that. Yeah. No, I, my friends who live in LA who do comedy, I mean like they're having a good time and they're making it work, but I feel like because the, like the industry is so there and everyone's trying to be like a writer on TV and that kind of possibility is there. It's almost like, here it can live and breathe as like, oh, you get like a corporate job and then do their video creation. Totally. And it's also like, I feel like everyone I know in LA who's like, when I look at their Instagram, it looks like they're just like having fun, like chilling at shows, doing comedy. They're also like series regulars on shows. Like they're very established in like the industry in another way. And so they have that freedom a little bit to like, Oh fuck, maybe it's better. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like a better gig. Yeah, I like New York. So like, the thing is, it's like we're having fun. They have insurance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick one. Pick one because you can't have both. You actually literally can't have both. You literally can't have both. Um, 
Did you were you doing comedy at NYU or did it stop? Did you start after? This is a great question. I oh wow, thank you. It really is. No, you're actually such a good interviewer. Like I just feel like you're like having a conversation. It's That's cute. my job. Yeah, go off. Um, I was kind of. I mean, I was doing comedy all the time in high school. Then for some reason I came to NYU and I like developed shame, which I never had. That's so tough. It was really weird. I was like afraid to get up in front of people. I like didn't want to audition for anything. I I have no idea where it came from because I wasn't really intimidated by other people. I was like, these are my peers and like we could be having fun. Yeah. But I was just like, I I don't want to do this. I actually kind of relate to that where like I felt like hot shit when I was in, but mine's more like my college into going into New York where like Mm -hmm. when I was in college, I felt like hot shit. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm fucking funny. I'll go up and do anything. (laughs) Like me and my friends would put on shows. And then I got to New York and I think what it was for me was I was like, this isn't like this. These are the people that are here to do it. Mm -hmm. And also like I'm planning to be here indefinitely so like if I bomb or like if I if if someone oh develops God, an opinion it. of me like not being funny like mm-hmm. I'm stuck with that yeah Whereas, like, I could do whatever I wanted in Burlington and at year four I was like eat shit bye like, yeah. you know what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was it was it was like suddenly I had a permanent record holy shit that's actually exactly how I feel that, yeah, yeah it was like there was accountability it, to your reputation a, yes. yeah and like it is and that is like what truly like the hardest thing about getting into comedy is like you do have to manage this thing of like by nature of getting good, you have to be bad. But if you're too bad, you develop a reputation for being bad. And then how do you overcome that? Like it's right. truly like this catch 22. And I think it's so, I, I'm still dealing with it. Yeah. I yeah. Think I don't, I probably, it probably never goes away to an extent. Yeah. I, I think so too. Like, even though, I mean, sometimes you don't get a response from the audience and you're like, okay, whatever. I'll yeah. move on from that. But a bomb is like, I got to quit. <laughs> like, I'm done. Yeah. I should have gone into yeah. actuarial science or something. <laughs> Wait, what did you study at NYU? Film. Oh, okay, I'm like, you. really? <laughs> like NYU vermin. You're like, I have, you're like, I have no skills. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Actually, though, I was like, it's this or like Truly. nothing. Yeah, it's not good. I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, did you ever work in the service industry? Um, no, I, I worked as a cashier at a whole, uh, health food store. Not a Whole Foods? Not a Whole Foods. Were you at Organic Avenue? No, it was called Wild by Nature. Where's that? That was on Long Island. Oh. Long Island plug. So when I was younger. (laughs) Um, what, like, okay, so how do you go out now? Like, what's going out look like for you now? Going out, like, partying kind of thing? Like, anything. Like, restaurants, partying. Are you exclusively kind of just going to comedy shows? Like, what's your life? Oh, okay. Well, I feel like it's a mix. It's a mix. It's funny because I have recently tried to figure out how to strike a balance with like not over saying yes to things. Um, but I feel like I go out every fucking night, you know? Yeah. Same. It's like, I I have a friend who's doing a comedy show and I got to support them. And then usually like a night out in New York is like Friday. Someone is DJing at elsewhere and so that's where we go you know and then everyone wants to go to mad tropical and then all of a sudden it's like 5 a.m yeah you're in that phase where it's like yeah you also have the energy level where you can be like oops 5 a.m yeah when does that change that change for you so I think I had like an atypical trajectory because I was bartending (laughs) all of I was bartending for the first Until last September, I was bartending. Like, so for, and like, I was bartending in college too, so like 10 years in total. And so, like, when I was bartending, like, when I first moved to New York and was like first doing it, I was like very into like just 
I would work and then go out and be out till four or five and then wake mm-hmm. up. But then I would, you, you have to sleep until like noon two and yeah. then you have to be back at work at four. And it was like this, it was like, it got like very depressing, very fast. Yes. I can't. And that. I am like, I think naturally a morning person. Mm-hmm. So then I kind of pivoted away from that, like hard and mm-hmm. intentionally worked at a restaurant for a long time that like didn't have a going out culture. And so then like, I would only go out like with my comedy friends and I was friends with like if you're listening to this, not like not cool, like I don't like you, not cool, like we weren't the kind to go to the clubs. Like right. I was going, we were like sitting around at a bar and like talking and hanging out mm-hmm. and doing that sort of vibe. So I wasn't doing the club moment until I left restaurants. And then I kind of ended up in this new friend. I started get, like making some new friends in the comedy scene right. also because like I used to be at UCB and that closed and I was like making a new friend group in the comedy world and they were the club types. So then like all of 2021 was me sort of like having my like <laughs> club renaissance of like your 5 a.m.s, you're like being in the clubs, right. like showing up to clubs at two in the morning. And then I was, and then like, I think kind of like January, 2022, I was like, and we're good. We're done. It's, we've sort of <laughs> capped out. Yeah, a club renaissance is such a beautiful time though. It was a beautiful, it actually like truly was a beautiful time. Like yeah. I really, really am glad I did it. And mm-hmm. because now I also feel like I have enough of a sense, cause like to me, that felt like this like space in New York that was like kind of blocked off for me. Like I didn't know what the clubs were called. I didn't know what the parties were called. I didn't know what any of that was called. Right. I had no like language for it. So people would be like, we went to this, this and this. And I was like, cause also like every single party and club in New York is named like Skeet Fart. Like, just like, it's like you literally, the names of these parties are so crazy and these clubs are so crazy. Like, someone will literally be like, I was at the fire exit for Snort. And I'm like, okay, great. Yeah, that <laughs> sounds like hell. <laughs> like, I have no idea. But now I like can speak the language a little bit. Yeah. And so now, if like every once in a while, if someone's like, do you want to do this? I'm like, yes or no. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, it yeah. was like a beautiful time. But I think it ended for me when I also, I'm also just, I was, I got busier with work. So then yeah. I was like, that's healthy. That's such a healthy reason. Yeah. That's <laughs> really good. Yeah. That's maturing yeah. <laughs> in a beautiful way. But I also think it just depends. Like I have friends who are just as, I, I would say like just as mature as me in some ways, but they're like true night animals. Like they mm-hmm. just like that, they are like happy sleeping in the mornings, waking up like late morning, early afternoon, and then right. being out all night. Like, and I genuinely, I genuinely mean this. I think they're like fine and happy. And like, <laughs> that's just, I do sort of need to be up in the mornings. Yeah. That's yeah. I can't really me. do that. That was my issue too. Yeah. I'm, I'm similar to that. Like, I have so many friends who have, they're like resilient. And if I get run down so quick, yeah, which is so, I feel like 80 years old in this body, you know, it's like so sad, but yeah. I don't feel like it's not even like, it's not even about feeling like run down physically necessarily because I actually don't require that much sleep. I'm kind of like pretty flexible with that. I'm pretty lucky. Like I can crazy. Like my friends were like, I need eight or I die. Like I can really hang on six. Like we're good. (laughs) But it's more like, I feel like there's, I feel like my mental health take a hard turn if I like miss like two mornings in a row of like sleeping. I'm like, ooh, depression. A little bit of depression comes in. Wow, that's so so poetic of you actually. (laughs) You need like the morning sun. It is though. It's like a plant. Yeah, I think that, because like it's also, I like, I think, do you know what it is? It's actually like people, I think sometimes get this, people get this misconception of me thinking I'm like, <clears throat> like really pro like productive or like whatever because I'm a morning person mm-hmm. but it's actually quite literally the opposite <laughs> which is like I don't know that I've ever realized this until this moment but this is true the earlier you get your uh, up and ready for the day mm-hmm. the more time in the day you have afforded yourself to not do anything. That's so true. Do you know what I mean? Any given day, let's say you have three things to do. If you mm-hmm. sleep until noon, now you have until like six to get them done. Cause right. I also don't like working at night. I, it's like triggering to homework or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, 
if but if I get up at seven, mm-hmm. I don't have to feel like I can be like I can sit, I can watch Hulu for a little bit, I can yeah. drink a coffee, I Aww. can do whatever, and then like it'll get done eventually. I think it's truly about making my. I, the earlier you get up, the more right. time you have to be awake and lazy. So are you waking up at seven? I naturally, so I don't, I, ex- aside from having to get like up really early for a flight recently, I can't tell you the last time I woke up from an alarm, <laughs> but shit. I naturally probably wake up at like 7.30. Oh my God. That's like my natural time. Oh my God. Yeah. I got to start doing that. I literally just came here from Penn Station because I was visiting my mom, which is why I have like <laughs> bags on bags. Uh, and she goes to bed at nine and wakes up at like, Six, which is what I've been doing for the past weekend. How did that feel for you? Incredible. Yeah. I feel like a person. I can't go to bed at nine. I have like too much of like, what's everyone doing? (laughs) But I could go to bed at 11 and wake up at six and that would be fine for me. Okay. Yeah. I think I have to start doing that. What time do you normally go to bed now in New York? I try to go to bed by midnight, but most of the time, sometimes I, I'm like so addicted to my phone. It's terrible. And I'll go to bed at like two. And like I have blue light flying, frying my brain. The guy on TikTok's like, hold on. Yeah, Yeah, you've been scrolling for way too long. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's always my issue. Um, And then, yeah, so sometimes it'll be 2 a.m. And then I feel like garbage the next day. Yeah. It's awful. It's like the terrible cycle. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's tough. Are you like... um, Okay, so are you like a restaurant person at all? Like, are you going to restaurants? Are you eating out? Are you more like you like to eat at home? And yeah, I like to cook at home. You'd like I, to cook at home? I do, I do. Because are you like a cook cook or are you just like, <laughs> eh, whatever, I'll throw whatever together? I, I think it's like a mix of those okay. two. I'm not like making like a fancy, you know how some people would be like, it's a compote. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like I'm not, I'm not doing that. But like a nice chicken breast. I hate that when someone's like, it's a compote. <laughs> yeah, I, I hate that person <laughs> so much. <laughs> but why do you ask about restaurants? Well, just because like I that well, one, it's part of the premise of the show. But oh, <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> just I think it's interesting because like restaurants were. I guess I do find it a little bit interesting because restaurants were such a part of my life for so long, right? Especially in New York, mm-hmm. like. They were more, I was more interested in wanting to do comedy more, but like by nature of like my job and how things worked out, like restaurants took up more of my brain and time a lot of the time. Right. So it's interesting to me to think about people who live in New York and are not really like restaurant focused. I'm sort of like, literally, what does that look like to you? Because I'm like, okay, like now I have my job, which half of like one one of my jobs is having a podcast about restaurants and bars. So it's still part of my life, but it's like, I have my job and then I like go out to restaurants and bars with my friends. Like, that's what I do. Oh my God. And like, also shows. But like, it's just interesting when people are like, yeah, I don't really like go to restaurants. I'm like, in this city? Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, I just don't I really- I know, I gotta do better. <laughs> I do, I do. No, 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 no it's I like, need I'm to I'm not talk. like saying you're doing anything wrong. I'm just curious, like, okay, so like sort of on like a day-to-day basis, like what's your life looking like? Do you know what I mean? And then people right. will be like, museums. And I'm like, sure. <laughs> no, that's a lie. Galleries. That's a big, no, no, no. I don't believe that person <laughs> at all. But- um, do you ever see, wait, sorry, not to cut you off, but do you ever see these people who do these days in life in New York where I'm like, I've, and, and they'll not literally list like 16 yeah. things I've never done in my life. Yeah. They'll be like, they'll be like, and then I had some wine at my friend's gallery opening and then we went and tried on shoes at Camper and I'm like. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, how do you have, first off, how do you have that much time in a day on like yeah. a Tuesday? Like they'll they're doing also, it on the week. They'll also be like. Went and saw my friend Stephanie. They'll pan to someone on the sidewalk <laughs> waving at them like they've never met in their fucking life. Do you know what I'm talking about? And I'll be like, I know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And I'm like, someone needs to tell this day in a life guy, his friends fucking hate him. Like, <laughs> That's so true. 
that's funny. They, oh like, my God, you should bring them on <laughs> and do like an intervention. Be like, listen. Hey, so I've noticed just based on, I'm actually a body language expert and based on every single video you've posted of a day in your life, I think not one single one of your friends likes you. <laughs> So true. <laughs> yeah, no, that. And also, they have like twenty k to spend on a day. Twenty k to spend on a day, the and they'll time. be like, they'll be like, and they'll also they just do this shit that I'm. They'll be like, they'll literally <laughs> be like, met Rose for a latte, and I'm like, one latte, and then they like leave. And yeah, I'm like, I, I, I can't imagine. I don't get it. That's literally the definition of like penciling in. Yeah, like they I do think that. what it is, I, when I watch it, I think it's like someone who's like, I live in New York, but I actually like live in Soho. Like, yeah. and they, or like live in Gramercy. Like, it's like you can treat your neighborhood as like a small town. And mm-hmm. I guess there's like nothing wrong with that. It's just like foreign to me. I'm right. like, it's really strange. Right, right, right. Um, but I do think their friends hate them. You know what's funny? Sorry, this is such an aside. I feel like you kind of have a little New York accent. Wait, do I? A little bit. That's very interesting. Because the way you just said foreign, you said foreign. Which is oh. so no, sorry. That's so, that was that was so rude. But. It might have been no. It might have been because I've been um, Rhode. I'm from Rhode Island originally, and I moved to Vermont, and I was with family all oh weekend, and oh, I've been like, seeing fun. them a lot. So maybe okay, that. okay, maybe that's it. I don't know. It sounded foreign. good though. I think I do normally say foreign. foreign. Huh. Hmm. Every once in a while, I'll drop in some Rhode Island. So maybe that might have been it. It sounds also, great. My Funny. grandma. My grandma is from Brooklyn originally, and so her accent is like oh. half Brooklyn, half Rhode Island, which oh means God. it's like indecipherable and sounds like. <laughs> She's like, it's horrible. It's so humid. And I'm like. <laughs> I love her. Yeah. No, she's, her an I, she's an icon. Yeah. <laughs> um, wait, what was I just going to ask about? Nobody. Oh, Going wait. Out. So where do you live? Prospect area. Like Prospect, prospect Lefferts. No, oh, no, Prospect no. Lefferts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Southeast side. Okay. Mm-hmm. We love. Love. So. Big love. Yeah. That's interesting. When did you, what part of your like NYU journey did Brooklyn become part of your life? Oh God. You see, this is, your questions are great because they're so niche to NYU people. <laughs> like, well, I just don't, cause I didn't go to, like I didn't go to NYU. Yeah. And I think it's just interesting because it's like, you watch, okay, like as someone who, oh, cause I also just did like, I worked in the village for six years as a bartender. Oh, wait, where, 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 So I was what at bar? Rosemary's for four. Oh fuck. Okay. Which is like, and then I worked at Kindred, which is on 6th and 1st. So, so kind fun. of like two sides of like the NYU campus, honestly. Yeah. And I would see like the my favorite was sometimes you would watch like two NYU sophomores walk into Rosemary's, <laughs> like literally <laughs> exhaling the bong rips they just took, <laughs> being like, we're here to eat six bowls of pasta. <laughs> and like literally watching them try to like order the pasta. I was like, I, cause I like also love it. Cause like <laughs> people who are way too drunk in a restaurant are like really upsetting and like in- interrupting. Yeah. Like two people who are like too too high to talk, just like quiet eating pasta is like so pure to me. Yeah, like it's, it's so, so cute. Pure. They're so connected. And so I would just, <laughs> I would just watch them be like, it's so good. Like talking to each other. <laughs> oh my God. Well, that's a really fun place to work too. It was a good spot. I was there yeah. for four years, which is like a very long Did time. Did you go to pieces all the time? I actually didn't because like, so that was the restaurant I referred to earlier that Rosemary's was the restaurant I locked into that did not have a going out culture after. Right. So it was very much like I could work there and then go, go home. home. Okay, okay. And I worked, part of the other thing that was really sick about Rosemary's was I was the lunch bartender, which mm-hmm. the shift was 11 to four. Oh, wow. So it was just like, Five Perfect. hours, middle of the day. I could go home and like chill at home for a couple hours and then like Aww. go somewhere for six or whatever. Like yeah. it was a nice little life. But so I didn't go out around Rosemary's all that often. Okay, okay. Um, 
But no shame to pieces. Right, um, right. No, no, no. Remember that, like, weird... Did Were you privy to this, like, two years ago? There was that, like... No, it was probably longer than that because of the pandemic. But it was, like... There was this, like, weird era where they would all of a sudden... Everyone on Twitter would be, like, Adele's at pieces. Yes. And, like, yeah. Yeah. I was... I was they're going to make Fauci's at pieces. I'm, like, yeah. okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, truly obsessed with it. No, but yeah. wait. What was I saying about... Oh, you were asking... NYU, you were Brooklyn. Saying, yeah, okay, right. I, do you want to ask you that question? But you were saying, like, I'm good at talking about NYU. Because I find it fascinating because, like, I would see, like... I would see like current NYU students like kind of like almost like in their NYU bubble being like, oh, whoa, like they like because of like going to this school, like they literally live in this weird sort of like parallel dimension within this college, yes. like, within this city, like mm -hmm. and watching them sort of like not like they're, it, it's not the energy of like, you know, like when you see tourists and you can like energetically sense that they're tourists, it's mm -hmm. like that. But it was like, oh, like you can energetically sense that they're like students that right. like are living this sort of dual life of like college student living in New York. And it's mm -hmm. like very weird and specific. And I always found it fascinating. And then I would meet a, people my age who had gone to NYU and some of them were like, yeah, the transition's actually really hard, like out. <laughs> no, um, I don't know about and that. And I was like, do you have student debt? And they were like, no. And I was like, drown. Oh, uh, yeah, literally drown. Oh, my God. And wait, no. they would say it's hard and they didn't have no. debt? <laughs> Fuck off. No, but it's like, do you know what I, I don't know. I just find it interesting. Like, so, but like, yeah, like, I think it's like, you meet like, well, I think it's also, you also like sometimes I would be like out at a bar and meet some like grizzled person who like <laughs> is like sitting at the end of like some Bushwick bar being like, I remember, and like smoking a cigarette. <laughs> Sort of like being like, did you, or like, like I'm like, did, did you fight at Mordor? Like, where are you from? And then I'd be like, strike up a conversation with them and be like, where'd you go? And they'd be like, NYU. Yeah. And I'm like, how did we get here? That's like, right. That's like, right. How did we get here? So I'm just curious, like, when did did you move to Brooklyn? While you were in college? Like after? It was literally right after. Okay. So all four years of NYU, first three years were in the dorm, and then senior year was in an apartment and that was on St. Mark's over a bar called Bua. And Oh, I know Bua. Oh my God. I, I only went there once, but it I was like, all right. Their whole thing is like, we have fried pickles. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> I love like a bar that branded like they were the first one to get something and then it's like and then everyone else got them, but they're still holding on. Like a bar now that'll be like, we have picklebacks. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, babe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, what else? <laughs> Moving forward. Oh Jesus. I know. Well that was their whole thing. And I have such a hatred toward them even though it's not their fault like it was definitely like my the fault the, how loud people were downstairs they were so loud so it was it was messed up because it was on St. Mark's I lived between first and a one two two St. Mark's place so bad and my floor was the bar's roof that's or ceiling yeah you should have been paying eleven dollars I <laughs> know and I wasn't I was paying so much to live with three roommates no I know it was um, and we were in a closet it was so bad I would call like three one one I was like an old lady you were really like a was, Karen I really was I was like can you tell them to lower their music like I can't sleep I couldn't sleep at all for a whole year that's devastating it set me back years on my life like I'm gonna die young because of that <laughs> and then after that I was like I want to move to Brooklyn so bad. Like senior year, there are some kids at NYU who will move into Brooklyn. You're like, whoa, they're like brave. <laughs> because also they have to commute to school every day. And it's like, I can't imagine doing that. I can't imagine like not walking to school every day. So that it's was like, a whole buckle thing. Buckle up, baby. Yeah, 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 it was crazy. <laughs> when you have a job. But the transition out was like not hard. Have you always been in Prospect Lefferts? No, I was in Bushwick off the Morgan L. 
which is really East Williamsburg. I don't even yeah. think you can call that Bushwick. No, I lived off the Wilson L and that truly to me was like, oh, everyone just graduated NYU. Like yes. I went to, there's a bar yeah. out there called Father Knows Best. Have mm-hmm. you ever been there? No, but I've heard of it, yeah. And I went there once and it was the first time in my life I concretely like looked around a bar and was like, I'm the oldest person here. And I was 26. <laughs> like I was like, but I was like, and it wasn't even like me being like above it. I just was like, oh wow, this is the first time that I'm old enough to like perceive a, a fully legal drinking crowd that is like significantly younger. They were all like right. five years younger than me. And they feel like babies. They feel like yeah. babies, mm-hmm. babies. Every year, I'm 29. Mm-hmm. Every year I get older and someone's like, I'm like, and just the, how young 21 actually is. Yeah. It's so crazy. Yeah, no, it is really young. Yeah. I don't understand perception. This has nothing to do with going out, but I think a lot about, I find this like really fascinating. I find like the perception of age in other people is really strange. Like, Mm -hmm. do you know how like, okay, how do I articulate this? Like, do you know how like if you watch a TV show from when you were younger, Mm -hmm. that when you watched it, the actors were a lot older than you? Yes, yes. And now you are older than the actor was in the show, but on the show, they still look older to you than you are. Oh, interesting. Does this make sense? Like, if I watch, I like, like, if I watch Boy Meets World, mm-hmm. like the college years of Boy Meets World, Corey and Topanga look older than me to me, but right. they're objectively like seven years younger than me in that film. Oh, that's so interesting. Does that make sense? It does make sense, but I have the opposite where I will watch, like, they look younger to me. Okay, so and you, I'm like, you, oh, you're, correctly, you're a child. You correctly perceive age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Obviously, in the middle school years of Boy Meets World, but like also, or like fucking like, um, like Sabrina, the teenage witch, the college years. Mm-hmm. I'm like, she still looks 30 to me. Not like I'm saying she's looked bad, but like I just yeah. thought they were so old when I was so little when I watched it. And now right. they still look older to me. Wow. That's really interesting. There was yeah. that thing going around on TikTok where like Zoe 101 just got put on Netflix and everyone was like, I thought these kids were so old. It's, yeah. And they're, I, I was like, oh my God, wait, they're like 12 who is writing this dialogue? <laughs> That's funny that you bring that up because Zoe 101 was one of the first shows where I was like, I'm too old for this because I remember them being like in the dorms of this high school thing, right. getting delivered like like 17 inch wide sushi platters. Right. And, be, and I was like, who's paying for this? Like, uh, <laughs> I can't watch this. Yeah. I was like just old enough to be like, I think I probably had my first job and knew how much like a, a three roll combo costs. And I yeah. was like, these kids don't work. Who's paying for this? <laughs> And it pissed me off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. I No, that's like, that's having a standard. That's yeah. really good. <laughs> it's funny how as you get older, like looking back on like little things like that, I'll be, you're like, no, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> right. I know. I know. I feel the same way. I do feel like I have to say, um, because I, I want to answer your going out question better. Okay. Because I kind of sound like an introvert. No, I, I don't care about how I'm perceived, but no. I mean, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not like, that's not me. Yeah. Um, but... I now knowing that you worked at Rosemary's, I'm like in that area all the time. Are you? Yeah, because oh, right, your office is over there, right? Yeah, actually, I, not anymore. They just sold the building, which is That's a tough. little sus. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, how long am I going to be here? <laughs> Moving out. Uh, <laughs> no, but we moved to Times Square, so we'll see. Um, but I think. My entire like going out experience in New York City is specifically going to gay bars. Really? They they are the best bars in the city. So that's like Pieces, Stonewall, Duplex. Julius? 
No. Wait. Never been to Julia's. That's the best one in that area. Oh my God. Without question. No way. Yes, 100%. Oh my 100%. God. 100%. Wait, where is it in that area? Um, do you know where the Van Lewins is on Wave? Yeah. Kitty Corner that. Oh, 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 oh. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry. Okay, I do know Julia's. I don't know why I thought it was called Julia's with like little flags outside. Yeah, no, it's Julia's. Uh, oh, woo. Okay, well, I'm going to have to go. <laughs> Except sometimes there have been times that I like entered into a space that I sh- like I went to the Eagle with yeah, some well, friends you shouldn't once. Be going to the Eagle. I should not be going to the Eagle. They were like, no, Rose, you can come. And I was like, people are mad that I'm here. And then I had to like hang out and try and be cool. It was so fucked up. I know. But I'm glad that but good for you for being because like I'm sure there are some days when you could go to the Eagle. Like my friend had his birthday party on the roof of the Eagle and there were women there and it was not an issue. But right. I get there are also some events and some nights where it's maybe like, you should go. Yeah, I should not have been there. I was so mad at them for like, and they were there early and they were like, come. Oh. I was like, this is a terrible like idea. One time at the, the first time I ever went to the Eagle, something, the, the men's, so I like, <laughs> I went to pee and I was peeing in a urinal and you know how like, or I, I don't know if you know this, like above like urinals, they'll sometimes be like a mirror to look at yourself. Like all like I a I had sink. no idea they did that. I look up and I'm making dead eye contact with myself in the mirror. And then this is one of the craziest things in my entire fucking life. I'm making dead eye contact with myself. And then I realize I'm not looking at myself. Like this is not my reflection. And I realize that the wall of this urinal is a corrugated fence. And there's another urinal like back to back with mine. And I'm staring at another man pissing in front of me. (laughs) And I screamed. I was like, "Ah!" So this poor man was just peeing, like oh, not, not doing like anything so inappropriate. Fun. And I'm staring dead at him like this, just thinking I'm looking at myself. And then I was like, oh! <laughs> oh my God. And he jumped mid piss. Oh, no. I was like, I have to leave. Oh my God. You... That's so funny. It That's was such a good story. Truly one of the craziest experiences in my life. Like, oh my God. Just like imagine looking at yourself in the mirror and then realizing it's a whole ass different person. <laughs> Who doesn't imagine. even look like you that much? And making him jump. <laughs> well, he's midstream. That's crazy. Why do you love gay bars? Okay, these first off, they're dependable, trustworthy. A- anytime I have people visiting from out of town and they're like, where do we go? I take them to pieces. It is the easiest place to take someone because it's just fun. Yeah. Like it's oh, the music is always good. They're honestly, as a woman walking into a gay bar, like no perverts yeah because no one's looking at me which yeah. is great um they're also i feel like if pieces has great drag great also. drag the yeah. best the best i used to go with my friend mark we would go to pieces like honestly once a week like i'm a big pieces stan no i respect this and i love someone who has like a standard bar yeah 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 it was very that in nyu um and we would go see ruby rue yeah. Uh, she's great. I don't think she really performs anymore, though. Yeah, I haven't seen her in a while. Yeah, I haven't I don't seen know. her either. But I'm glad you know who she is. Yeah, of like, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Local to, and Shaquita was incredible. Yeah. Um, and she's still going strong. And yeah, I, it's just a good time, period, yeah. all the time. Yeah, and, if, and a strong drink. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> really strong drink. They like fill it with gin. Do you ever go to? Do you ever go to out in Brooklyn, or are you mostly giving to the Manhattan gay bars? Um, yeah, I do go out in Brooklyn. Prospect is kind of like a f- weird area because all of the places that you would go out are East Williamsburg, Bushwick. Not really Prospect area at all. Yeah. Um, and to get there, like you have to bike. 
There's yeah. no other way. Or you're taking a $40 Uber. It is. That's like the one thing. Like I, whenever I go, I have like friends that live in PLG. And when I go down there, I'm like, this is cute. It just like, it needs a G train sort of option yes. to just get you up there. It does. It's tough. It's really tough. It needs that so bad. And then I, it's also sad because it's like, if they did put a train there, I just know that that area would be unaffordable in two seconds. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. And that's sort of like, it, I guess the, I retract my statement. They don't need that. I just am not going to move there because they don't have that train. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. I actually cater this historic neighborhood to my needs so I can get to a bar I want to go to. Yeah, no, but it's so true. It's such a, it's, it's a real drawback of the area. But when I do go out in Brooklyn, there are like different areas of Brooklyn that I love. Like there's that one street in Greenpoint that like Twins Lounge is on and also yeah, Good yeah, Room. Yeah. yeah. That's um, always good. Is that Nassau or Manhattan? That's Manhattan. Manhattan. Manhattan Ave. Um, and then, oh my God. Wow, you are, com- I, what I like about you is I like that you're really comfortable going out far from your house. Oh my God, like yeah. West Village and Greenpoint are not PLG. Yeah. I really respect that though. Oh. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, no, it's, I think it's important for me. I feel like, like people, especially NYU people who used to walk everywhere are sort of kind of like, Oh, that one's really far. I mean, like, it's like, I'm yeah. not asking you to go to Astoria. That I got. Yes, <laughs> yes. That's very true. But awesome. it's like. Yeah, fuck Astoria. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Astoria. Love you, but I don't know. No, fuck you. No, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. Um, no, but it's like, <laughs> I really respect that you're willing to like go out for, and are you doing, where are you performing? Like kind of wherever you can grab? Or yeah, like, literally wherever I, I can grab. I totally respect that. Yeah. So, but my favorite place is definitely Asylum, I have to say. Really? I really love Asylum. That's so cool. Because every time I've performed at Asylum, the crowd is great. Yeah. And I think it's because of the psychology of the space. The three, the three quarter thrust is yes. cool. Yes. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. yeah you have the whole term. <laughs> have you performed at the stand? Yes. That's a rough space. Did you do upstairs or downstairs? Upstairs. I've done both. Mm-hmm. And I, so I'll say this, upstairs is challenging. I found the fact that you can see the bar behind the room you're in. So bad. Is very distracting. Yeah. Because you see it almost like you're, it's almost like your brain is kind of thinking you're bombing because you're looking at like a room, a separate room of like a hundred people who can't even hear you. Yeah, aren't paying so attention very to you. Strange. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't love that. Downstairs is a little, is better. Downstairs mm-hmm. is actually objectively better. I was, the only time I've done downstairs was for a, JFL showcase and so the energy of it was very like do you know what I mean so I kind of like didn't love it but I don't think that was like the room's fault right right, right. I will say I don't love I think for both of actually no actually for both of those rooms and maybe this is because comics don't normally do this but like it's really hard to watch the sets there if you're on the show yes yeah 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 which I think is kind of a bummer I hate that I I like to watch yeah I like to watch too (laughs) Uh, (laughs) yeah I'm a freak (laughs) comedy freak um Yes. That's what's great about Asylum, because Asylum used to be used to be Chelsea, so I'm, like, very familiar with it. Right. So it's, like, you can watch from the back, you can go around. Like, it is, like, really fun in that yeah, way. Yeah, and it kind of feels like it has that, like, 70s, we're in New York and doing comedy yeah. kind of vibe. Do you, know? you, when you're doing a show, are you also out? Like, are you having a drink? Are you hanging out? Are you going out after? Or are you doing a show and going home? It varies. It varies. Like, I think the more, if it's, like, a special show, then, yeah, I go out after. But if I, it's just, like, okay, I'm doing this show and... Getting my time I go in home. and going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally respect that. Right. It's, and also, I'm usually lugging around a piano, and oh, that yeah. is a real cock block. <sighs> Marsha is the same. Like, Marsha also does musical. Mm-hmm. And, like, she would be like, I hate... She ends up getting, like, a smaller one because she was like, I... It throws off my whole energy to just know I have this fucking keyboard Yes. 
oh my God, I empathize with her so much. <laughs> and even like, I have a smaller one now too. I, when she says smaller one, was she using like an 88 key and then went down to a 61? Key? No, she had like a little, like almost like, it almost looked like a kid's toy. Like, mm-hmm. I think it was more like practical than that, but it was like, it was like this big. Right. Like right. she could throw it in like a tote bag. Oh, that's what I need. Yeah. And that's like she played on her lap. Oh my God. Yeah. I, it's cute. Okay. Cute. There, there's a, there was a, who was it? Mitski. Mitski said that she would perform at the piano and then she had to learn guitar because of the piano. Yeah, because she interview. hated doing it. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm like cursed. It's like just such a big instrument. But I'll have to. Uh, Do you play the guitar? It's like not well. Yeah. I don't know. I can play like one song by America. OK. I mean, I literally can't do a single thing musically. It's actually so deranged. <laughs> I did music. I did singing all through high school, not in any sort of like, I never thought I was like going to be a singer, mm-hmm. but like I did it cause all my friends did it. And it was like, I did like enjoy it, but like, yeah. I was never like, I'm a vocalist. <laughs> but Like every year they would be like, who can read music? And I would like raise my hand. I was like, yeah, I know how to read music. Um, I was like, the lyrics are in English. Like truly did not understand. <laughs> I found out later, like someone was like, I saw someone like reading music out loud and they were like saying the notes. And I was like, wait, you know, like the name of the notes when you look at the thing. And he was like, yeah, I can read music. And I was like, me too. Don't be rude. But what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Truly so had funny. no idea. I was like, so you're telling me when you like look at like the measures of music, you know, like which note is which. Yeah. He's like, that's the entire premise of music. And I was like, okay. Not clicking. Like, yeah. Truly no idea. Yeah. Oh my God. That is so funny. Have you always done music? Yeah. Like even since when you were little? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a violinist for like a long ass time. Strings players are really hot to me. Yeah, thank you. To me, that's really hot. Thanks. I I, uh, I never practiced though, cause I like just didn't like it. And then piano was like the thing that like woke me up or something. And I was like, oh my God, I want to do this all the time. That's, so did, were you doing, oh, and so you were doing music all through college, but you were like afraid to perform it, you said? Yeah, yeah. That's so interesting. Isn't that, yeah, it was crazy. And then um, that kind of, that changed when I got out of college And honestly, like I got out of college, that was 2019. My ex-boyfriend broke up with me and then I had like a rebirth, (laughs) which is I, everyone needs to try it. Like if you are with someone, if you're listening right now and you are with someone, break up with them Um, because it's the best thing you could do for yourself. It really is. You felt like it was a clean slate for, wait, talk to me. I find this actually really interesting. So you, how long were you guys together? Two and a half years. And then- he broke up with you. Yeah, it was so it, bad. And it was so bad. Yeah, yeah You were yeah. devastated. Devastated. But it was the best thing? Best thing. Wow. Silver lining after. Because you realize like when you're in a relationship, unless you're like a stable, healthy person, maybe uh, you kind of like give, no matter what, you give yeah. so much of yourself and like you compromise so much of yourself and you don't focus on yourself. And like, I don't want to sound like a jaded, like New York, like love doesn't exist, bitch. But I kind of... That is like when you will get shit done. And I want to stay in that mindset for as long as possible until I'm like, I lost love, you know, (laughs) something like that. Like, um, but yeah, it's, it, it was great. And then I get it. Especially, I mean, you're 25. Like I get like not wanting to like, it's like, you don't need to do that right now. You You also never need to do it, but like you don't even need to want to do that right now. I think like it is perfectly fine to focus on yourself. Mm -hmm. Especially because it's like, we're in a city where you don't need like, like you can do everything on your own. I think a little bit. Obviously you need help for certain things, but you have friends and you have community and whatever. Right. Did you feel like when you, when that, when you went through that, you, did you turn to like creativity to get through it? Yeah. Yeah. And also, so then I was supposed to move in with him. Slay. (laughs) Crazy. 2020. And. Oh, it was 2020. It was 2020. January, 2020. Uh, 
he broke up with me on Christmas Eve in Italy. <laughs> so it was a mess. But don't worry, we that's a different story for a different time. Were you there with him? Okay, different story for a different time, but were you there with him with family or was it yes. just the two of you? Yeah. His he, family or yours? His family. He's the craziest person I've ever heard of in my life. <laughs> I know. I know, I know. I don't even care about doxing him right now. Uh, Did you have to do Christmas with his family the next yeah. day? <laughs> And he has a big Italian family. He was like 20 people at this table. And I'm like deep breathing and I have like tears coming out of my eyes. And I'm picturing Glenn Close and the wife. Have you seen the wife? No, no, but that's, I'm sure it's the perfect reference. Like woman at the brink. Like, like literally at a gorgeous dinner, sort of like. That was, I was shaking and it's a full day thing. And I'm a Jew. So I was. I just They're like, trying to eat, get you eat the seven fishes. Yeah. <laughs> It's just like, I don't want to be here. And also, they didn't really speak English either. So I'm like an emotional wreck. They don't know what's going on. He's like not going to translate for me because we're like broken up. Like, Who is this guy? Crazy, crazy man, crazy man. Um, but great guy. <laughs> for the record. Uh, anyway. That's so <laughs> crazy. But so you turn to creativity to get through that. Yeah. So so what I was going to say is that we were supposed to move in <laughs> after that Christmas. And then I, I had like cut my lease on my apartment, didn't have a place to live. And I moved in with my mom on Long Island. And this was before we even knew COVID was going to like shut down the world. <laughs> so I was like, oh my God, I'm like 22 years old and I'm living with my mom. And it's like so embarrassing. I had to move out of the city. And then... I, the day we like officially, officially broke up, I got my job at Comedy Central and I was like, okay, this is the universe talking. Amazing. And, um, I guess, I don't know. And then when COVID hit, I had all this time to be alone and I like rediscovered piano. I was playing it in college, but I never Whoa. played it for my boyfriends. Had it ever occurred to you to do it for comedy or was no, that like, it was something I wanted to do, but I thought I couldn't. Gotcha. And has your reconnection with piano exclusively led to comedy or do you also write sincere music? No, I don't write sincere music. Respect. I can't do it. Yeah. Mm. I actually was like, I think about that all the time. Like I listen to, like I've been recently getting more, I've been going back to like my early, early teen year. Like not, it's not like emo music. Cause it's not like MCR, but like emo, like emotional, like guster sort mm -hmm. of vibes. <laughs> and I've been like listening to that a little bit and I'm like, wow, like, it's, I'm like, songwriting is really just letting people read a poem you wrote. Yes, oh my God, like, yes. Just being, and like, I'm like, that is so vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why, I don't know. I don't, I don't even think I've attempted to write a serious song. Cause like, I, there's something about it. And I'm like, that's just I silly. also think about it. Like, it's so, I was thinking about this also like recently, like, something that we accept as like a totally normal behavior is to write a song about another person and then release it publicly. Yeah. <laughs> and it's sort of this thing where it's like, if you do it and you're a celebrity and the song is good, everyone's like, yes. And if you're like a normal person and it's like remotely not incredible, I'm like, you're the craziest person in the world be institutionalized. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. if anyone I knew in my personal life was like, well, we just released, I'm at, <laughs> Hey, Hey guys, like I just broke up with Tim and here's a song I wrote about it. And then they posted it online. I would literally be like, is there a helpline for this? Like call it. Like that's yeah, so crazy. Yeah. But like when Olivia Rodrigo does it, I'm like, I bought the album. Right? Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. that's actually so not, it's such a double standard. I Well, that's also like our industry, which is very scary because like if we're, you work in the arts and everyone's like drawn what you know, like if you get hurt, 
you're going to write about that person or you're going to get written about. Yeah. Have you been written about? Have I been written about? Or like, have you seen something you were like, oh my God, that's me. I saw someone, some, here's something that happened to me the other day that was interesting. I think someone accidentally forgot I was on Close Friends and kind of dragged me on Close Friends. <gasps> Stupid. <laughs> and I was like, and I don't think they noticed. Like, and I still don't think they noticed. Wow. Because I've seen them since then. They were like, hey. And I was sort of like, fascinating. Do you think they didn't know or do you think they wanted to? I actually you to- don't care because it wasn't like that <laughs> offensive to me. Like, I was just like, so I good. think this is about me. Wow. Or like about me and other people. Holy it was shit. like, like I'm being, I know I'm being like annoyingly vague, but I don't want this person to hear and know that I'm talking about. This. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was like this, I think this is a drag of like me. Like oh I, my God. I, I guess, I guess the easiest way to be just like, I was like sort of offended by someone, something posted on close friends. And yeah. I was like, it, I was like, I feel like it would be obvious. I would be offended by this. So it's really interesting that you let me see this. That's foolish. That's but foolish. I've never had, I don't think I've ever seen anyone like make content that was about me and I honestly right. hope to fucking God I never do. Yeah, no, you'll like, kill. You'll kill. Yeah. <laughs> I would just hate myself. Like that's the thing is like I'm the kind of person where if someone says to, like if someone tells me I did something bad, I immediately believe them. Yeah. And then I have to actively work to be like that's not true. Oh like God, someone same. could like literally text me right now and be like, hey, you ran over my sister with a car this morning, and I'd be like, I did. Yeah. I like, didn't drive a car. <laughs> right, right. Do you know what I mean? And I have to like really actively work to be like, okay, I didn't drive a car today. That's not true. Yeah. That's not really true. But I would like I immediately believe it. Oh my God. Same. That's people pleasing. Yeah. It's like a codependency thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We could go into this. <laughs> <laughs> My therapist gives me all these terms. So. <laughs> I, I got just, you. <laughs> I'm currently trying to find a new therapist. And it's like the process of like judging a therapist based on their online profile. I'm like, you all look like psychos. Yeah. Like, I don't trust any of you. Are you on psychology today? Is that what you're using? No, I was using Alma. Oh my God. Which yeah. I actually had super, okay. So I had like amazing success with Alma the first time I used it and I loved my therapist. And then I changed insurance and like, it's actually like I had like, so I had like a COVID tax credit last year. So I had like literally incredible insurance that I paid like $12 for. Yeah. And now I have like um, insurance that's like, hey, like if like if I got shot and I like <laughs> was like, hey, I need to get like medical help. They'd be like, you need to send us a picture of the bullet. And I'd be like, <laughs> And like depending on like what that looks like, we'll like cover you. Oh, I, but, no. I, but I do pay three hundred dollars a month for it. It's oh like really God. bad insurance. It's like really expensive. It's gorgeous. But I like <laughs> I had like I I'm a, I'm a really good insurance. I had um I that I I put I put my information in Alma. Yeah. And it was like here's a swath of like absolutely gorgeous therapists who like perfectly aligned right. with like what you do. And then I this literally yesterday I put my new insurance in because like I did this once before like. A few months ago when I switched to the insurance, I put it in Alma and Alma literally was like, sorry. <gasps> there was like no one. No way. And so then this time I was like, let me try again. And I did. And it was sort of like, this person's licensed in Florida and you can talk to them if you want. I was like, uh, that doesn't feel good. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I feel like you don't even want. No. I don't know. Like, why aren't you licensed here? Do you yeah. know what I mean? So that was like so interesting. <clears throat> Alma, can you give me a... I will do an ad for you for free therapy. I'm not joking. Alma, hit me. That's really uh, sad. My therapist I got from Alma, or Psychology Today, but like she was also in Alma and yeah. like showed me the world of Alma. So Alma, yeah. The thing about Alma is I do, now this is like an ad for Alma. The thing is about Alma, it's, it's, Alma, it's not Alma's fault that my insurance is like profoundly bad. And right. like they seem to be doing the best they can. And when my insurance was like mediocre, Alma was great. Right. I right. actually kind of stand. Mm-hmm. Um, I just need to get better insurance. Yeah. Oh my god, that sucks. This. Did you know that insurance? It, it, whoa, insurance changes from state to state. 
Yeah. I never knew that. When I first lived in New York for the first like four years, I was still on my mom's insurance because I was like under 26. Mm -hmm. And it was only like the way the insurance worked was like it only I was only covered in New York for emergency room visits. Right. So for anything, I had to go to the emergency room. Mm, my God. And so then it would be like if it's not an emergency, but I went to the emergency room, they would I would have to wait hours for like Holy a sinus shit. infection. It was so annoying. No way. Yeah. Because if I went to like anything else, I had to pay out of pocket. And I was like really, really broke when I moved to New York. So it's like oh I could have gone to an urgent care flight and paid like the $200, but I was like, I guess I'll just wait four hours. Wow. And like, it was tough. Yeah, I see. I'm still living the good, ignorant life because I'm 25. So I'm still on my mom's insurance. So nice. And I'm in the same state. But like, I have a friend who's moving to LA and the whole thing for him was changing his insurance. And I was like, I had no Here's idea. Here's what I think you should do because- I lived in England for a year and I got to be on their insurance. I would say just like book a job over there and live over there because they just have like the free stuff and it's yeah. like, or Canada. It's so much better. There was that like psychotic uh, formula or something or like, I, I don't know what to call it. I, I'm missing a word. But uh, where someone figured out that like, uh, the cost of a hip replacement in America is like $47,000. And I'm sure it's more than that now. That actually sounds yeah, really yeah. cheap. Um, but for the same amount of money, you could live in Madrid in like the nicest area of the city for a year with a, a nice apartment, get the hip replacement and like be fine and then come back. Yeah. It's truly crazy. So maybe we got to do that. I know someone who like did a whole like trip. They had like a fucked up thing happen with their mouth and they like were potentially going to die. And in, it was cheaper for them to like go to go to like, I think like Costa Rica and get the work done and oh. do a zip lining excursion while they were there <laughs> than it was to like get treated here. Like truly oh fucking psychotic. Um, this isn't so fun. This went by so fast. Oh my God, I really did. So I like to end the episodes by planning a night out together. Okay. So let's go out. Okay, we'll go out. I'm leaving for five weeks and three days, but we'll do it when I get back. Okay. What What's exciting to you? Do you want to go to pieces? I think we have to go to pieces. Let's go to Rosemary's first because it'll hook us up because he's oh, to work there. Yeah, okay, okay. Let's do that. So okay. Rosemary's first. Then I think we mosey on over to pieces. Yeah. For the show. For the show. Then, do you want to suggest or? No, I, I, I want to hear. I'm curious okay, what you're going right. to say. Then I would say sometimes the show isn't. It, it, what isn't, you want. It yeah, isn't yeah. what you want. Um, I would say after that. I mean, we'd have to go to Julius now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Call back. It. Call back. And we'll show. I'll show you Julius. Yeah, you show me Julius. And let's actually to amend that. Let's actually just do small plates like apps at Rosemary's because okay. Julius, are you a vegetarian? No. Good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Julius has an amazing burger. Oh, okay. So we'll do like snacks and apps and maybe some wine at Rosemary's, maybe great. a cocktail, mm -hmm. then pieces, and then we'll finish with burgers and drinks at Julius. Perfect. Oh my god, that's a great. We're gonna night. do it when I get back. I can't wait. Thank you so much for listening to Going Out with Jake Cornell. If you could please go and rate and review us on whatever you're listening to this on, that would be really gorgeous for me in a huge way. So thank you. And now for some credits. Going Out with Jake Cornell is recorded in New York City and produced by Keith Beavers and Katie Brown. The music you're hearing is by Darby Seasai. The cover art you're probably looking at was photographed by M. Cooper and designed by Danielle Grinberg. And a special shout out to VinePair co-founders Josh Mallon and Adam Teeter for making all of this possible. 